This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Friday edition of AMI at the Movies with entertainment critic Michael McNeely. Today, Michael is reviewing 13 Lives, starring Viggo Mortensen and the very handsome Colin Farrell, salt and pepper, doing some work for Colin. You can find it on Amazon Prime and you can find Michael in Kingston, Ontario. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've seen this movie, so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it. As I mentioned, it's available for streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Tell me a bit about the movie and the real-life story it's based on. Sure then. Well, you know that it's based on the Tom Luan um, rescue and this is a cave system in Thailand. And ultimately what happened was, as probably everybody should know by now, in about um, June and July 2018, 13 13 lives, 12 boys and their assistant coach from the um, soccer team were just exploring in this cave one day and then they got trapped into it because of the monsoon that was happening that flooded them and trapped them in there. So these 13 lives were trapped in the cave system for approximately um, 15 to 16 days, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just an incredible story of survival and resilience. When they were rescued and all of them ended up being rescued alive. However, there were two deaths, two deaths of two Thai divers. Do you think the movie does a good job of summarizing the real-life events? I think, ultimately, there's so much story to tell. There's a lot of content to cover. I think Ron Howard's film, 13 Lives, does do a commendable job of synthesizing the story. But, of course, because it's only two and a half hours, it cannot address everything. Um, And partly because it's two and a half hours long, sometimes it does feel a bit overwhelming. There's so much information to take in. I want to ask you a question, Dave. I want to ask you if you like to explore caves or dive. Michael, I don't go underwater in the ocean because that's where the sharks are. I don't go underwater in general because I can't breathe underwater. I would have a complete and utter panic attack. If I ever did scuba diving, I would have a double panic attack if you tried to make me dive in a cave. And I'll tell you after watching this movie, caves are out completely. No caves for Dave. No, I understand. I think you touched on one of the issues of this film is that these children have a double dose of death coming their way. They're stuck in a cave, of course. They're... They could be crushed by rocks. They could drown. And then on top of that, they're probably, you know, starving and getting dehydrated. And on top of that, they also loosen their oxygen. So it's more than a double dose of death. It's just amazing when you think about the odds that these children defeated. 
um, in addition to that, they just like you said, Dave, if if we were trying to rescue you from a cave, it would be thrashed around probably. Oh yeah. Because you would be you would be scared. So that the children the children because they are children, of course, the children needed to be sedated. So that was one of the one of the things that this cave rescue discovered was perhaps the importance of sedating children and doing it properly so that you don't kill them. But I mean, just to think about all those odds that the children divide. This film was directed by Academy Award winner Ron Howard. Do you think he was a fitting director to tell this story? I I don't really know much more about Ron Howard's style. I think in this film, it was just a style that was the just telling the story from the beginning to the end. I don't think there was really any dramatic flourishes or any, or any special stylistic um, content. But what I will mention is that every now and again, there was a visual that appeared on the screen and it showed how, how far the characters were in the cave system. I thought that was interesting. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when you ask me some more questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we get to that, Michael, on Disney Plus, there's a documentary available about this story called The Rescue. Why do you think this story is so popular? Or, or do you think it's more so that people just love a survival story? Well, I do want to give a shout out to one of the co-directors of The Rescue, Jimmy Jean who um, gave us solo on uh, Netflix and also has told us a story about his um, childhood growing up in Mind in the Gap, where he was a skateboard enthusiast, probably still is. So I think this is within his um, his uh, area of expertise. Caving is similar to mountain climbing. Um, it's just in the opposite direction, obviously. But... Um, I think what happened was you had Ron Howard started making his film. He started working on that film, presumably shortly after the Thai cave rescue needed to happen. And then the rescue documentary beat Ron Howard to the punch. And it was commissioned by National Geographic. It's just a factual piece. It's easy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it was easier to make, probably in the amount of time, um, using footage from the using footage from the rescue, using news footage, and it's really interesting because they got the um, divers to reenact to reenact the scenarios that they were in. So of course they weren't using the actual caves that would be insane, but they they found other ways to reenact that. So it's very, it's very authentic. Um, I think that the the main takeaway for this segment, Dave, is that you really need to watch both to get a comprehensive understanding of the situation. But that's not all, because we probably have about three or four more adaptations coming in the pipeline, mm. uh, including a um, September 22nd uh, miniseries coming on Netflix. So I think what we're going to see is we're going to see that each streaming service will have its own adaptation to try and draw people to this story. You made reference to this before, Michael. How do you think the film 13 Lives or the documentary The Escape could have been made more accessible for a blind or low vision audience? 
I think, first of all, I think they should have worked together. I don't think there should be this competition taking place. I think everybody should pool the resources that they have to tell their story. Um, number two, I think it would be great if for our audience members and myself and for you, if we could go on the website and we could learn about the cave system. And uh, the cave system was, this information was accessible. So, for example, I think, you know, it would be nice to have a tactile display of the caves, which I know is probably not very feasible um, without a 3D printer, but it would be nice just to have that understanding of the cave system, because when you watch 13 lives, they're going to be referencing the different rooms and the different caverns, but it, it won't mean anything to you unless you know where they're situated. So, that's the same with the documentary. And both of them have the visuals that show you where the people are in the cave. But if you're blind, or if you have low vision, you're not going to see that. So I'm just curious about what would happen if you didn't have some sort of, you know, some sort of um, orientation to your time in place. Yeah, I thought there also could have been a little bit more of a clearer orientation on what exactly this cave system was like beyond the visuals. I, I think that would have been really interesting to take a bit more of an in-depth dive about knowing, no pun intended, on precisely where we were as we made our way through beyond just the visual uh, offering that it gave us. But overall, I, I, I did think they did a fairly good job on that front. Michael, I'm rejecting your premise of saying these two movies should have worked together. If you had to choose, did you like the film or the documentary better? Oh my gosh, you're going to force me to choose. Oh, I think I have to put my faith into the documentary. Um, I still I still do like the film. I still do like the film because the film is the one that actually took me to the documentary afterwards. But the documentary is very concise. It's very, um, very jam-packed with information. It answers questions that I had from watching the dark, uh, from watching the feature film. Um, it, it tells you more about the backstories of the divers, um, Richard Stanton, John Valentin, and um, Richard Harris. It tells you it tells you more about why they were cave divers. It explains that cave divers um, are a unique breed of person. And I, th I think at this point, mostly men, although I did see a documentary about women cave divers that I will have to check out when I'm not so claustrophobic. Um, but that these cave divers, they didn't know that their expertise was going to be so needed, so desperately needed, and they, they were used to being ostracized from the rest of the community, from the rest of the diving community or the rest of the athletic community. So it's really interesting that their, their expertise was needed at this time. So I did those are the things that I learned from the documentary more than I did from the film. Yeah, but the documentary doesn't have handsome silver fox Colin Farrell. So, you know, that's an important consideration here. Michael? Well, I have to say one more thing. Because um, last week I told you about... Um, told you about Jack O'Dardo, and I said he was fighting Colin Farrell in that miniseries, The North Water. Now I have Colin Farrell. 
Yeah. So that means you have two recommendations to watch, <laughs> to watch the North Water. Making sure the Irish actors are well represented on this show. Michael, out of 10, what do you rate 13 Lives? Well, I could be I could be cheap and I could tell you I rated 13 out of 10, but I don't think you pay me. You don't pay me to make those kind of jokes. Um, so I think, I think you know, if Ernest says 7 out of 10 with a documentary being about um, 8.5 out of 10. But I mean... Both of them do different things. Both of them can, can can meet different needs of yours. Very good. Michael, thank you for this. Have a great weekend. You too. And please, please just call me before you go into any cave systems. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure everyone's alerted before I go in. But let's just uh, change my nickname to No Cave Dave. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.